SD-WAN provides new options for connecting branch locations to your headquarters, to SaaS and cloud applications, but SD-WAN is about more than just connectivity. By using multiple links simultaneously, SD-WAN lets you prioritize applications and services based on network performance, and because SD-WAN gateways are continuously measuring network performance, they can switch high-priority apps to the most performant link in real time. On today's sponsored TechBytes podcast, we talk with Palo Alto Networks about how SD-WAN delivers flexible connections and application performance for your branch and remote locations. Our guest is Rajesh Kari, Product Marketing Manager at Palo Alto. Networks. Uh, Rajesh, welcome back to the show. So as I mentioned, one of SD-WAN's key benefits is those multiple WAN connections. Why is this flexibility so important and does it introduce more complexity in routing and, and managing that underlay? Great to be here. So all SD-WAN solutions seem to provide multiple connections, you know, whether it is on broadband or internet or even MPLS. But what is really required is that all these connections should be used in an active, active manner. Mm -hmm. The active passive is long gone, right? Something goes wrong and you switch to another path. Now, there are much more bandwidth requirements in terms of applications, users. So what is really required is all these connections in a carrier independent way are able to understand the applications, steer them based on the bandwidth requirements and also the performance requirements. Yeah. So you said something really important there, which is, you know, understanding the application. And that's, I think, something that people should really understand about SD-WAN is that we're not just talking about, you know, port and protocol and making some kind of poly decision. We're talking about knowing this is not just a web application. This is a Microsoft application. And it's not just a Microsoft application. It's in Office 365 and maybe it's a voice call. So you want to have different parameters based on, you know, that fine grained application identification, right? Yeah, absolutely. Just knowing the application signature based on the networking protocols no longer works because as we are right now on a Zoom call, it's more of the SaaS and UCAS and cloud apps, which comes its mm. own signature, which also dynamically changes, right? And they come with a lot of sub-applications under a single umbrella of app. So what is required, as you pointed out, is the accurate identification of what the app is, at the same time, what the underlying applications as well are, so that they are all related to the parent app. They are given the same kind of treatment in kind of in terms of mm. prioritization and also traffic engineering. And that becomes the core of any SD-WAN solution that promises that app performance. So one of the things that I've seen a lot of people do is they have a primary link, which is probably over a broadband or maybe direct internet access, and then they have a 5G. But what you don't want to be doing is sending your traffic over 5G unless it's necessary. So maybe what they do is have the DIA and then have a broadband connection, and you want to do steering of traffic over those connections, which one's faster. A lot of people actually find the broadband's faster. But what you also want to do is say maybe under failure conditions, you want the CAD registers to work over 5G or something like that. Is that the sort of thing that we're talking about? Like really granular policies for traffic under various conditions? It's more than that. So we are not just talking about, hey, how to use your meter links and broadband links. We're talking about how we can leverage those app SLAs, right? When I talk about app SLAs, it needs to be application level performance, whether it is the transaction time, how the application server is actually responding, the most important thing is it has to be available for all apps because most of the time, as you pointed out, DIA, you just send the traffic and forget about it, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it is metered or broadband. Mm -hmm. How is the app performing on those links? That has to be 
the determining factor in order to do any traffic engineering or prioritization. What we do is we can measure the application performance by leveraging the traffic itself. So you don't need a head end. You don't need a bookended yep. solution. So we are both single-sided as well as dual-sided. If there is a data center, we can measure based on network SLAs and app SLAs. And if it's an open-ended like a cloud, SaaS, or DIA, then we can also use that application traffic to understand what these different parameters are. Based on mm. that, we will know a metered link might still work for some applications, right? Within boundaries, of course. So a broadband might not be the best solution for certain SaaS applications. So that is what is required because at the end of the day, let's face it, user experience is key for everyone. So what kind of uh, measurements are you taking uh, via SD-WAN to, to measure the network performance? Prisma SD-WAN always takes into consideration the network SLAs, whether it is jitter, packet loss, or you know latency. But then the, but those SLAs are what you derive. Like you monitor flow states and you can say, oh, look, Zoom's working well, but Microsoft on this connection isn't. Maybe I should shift it to another one. That's, that's the thrust here, right? Yeah, that, is, that becomes the decision-making process, right? But to take the decision, you need to have the intelligence. So what we do is by looking into the application traffic, we know exactly what the transaction time for, say, Microsoft Office 365. Uh, on a certain link or destined to a certain server. If that is not performing, if the application server itself is not responding in time, it is causing the significant delays or latency, then we, we can reroute it on a better performing link to a better serving server anywhere in the cloud. So I think, you know, some, I think, network engineering folks, when they hear about SD-WAN, they're like, you know what, I've got QoS settings, I've got policy-based routing, I've got a load balancer, I can run a trace route myself. What's SD-WAN doing differently that I can't just do on my own? All the tedious operations that network engineer, I was a network engineer, you know, mm -hmm. uh, we used to do uh, on those days is now automated. It's all under the hood. So mm -hmm. whether it is application policies based on these SLAs, or even the prioritization. Everything takes into the consideration the app signature. Because we take the app signature and we accurately identify these things automatically fall into place. Now, whether it is failover or it's load balancing or prioritization based on a critical app, it's all done automatically. The network admin, right out of the box, they have the user experience for all their critical applications. So we used to talk about fingerprinting of apps, which then Palo Alto came up with App ID. But then we're also talking about fingerprinting of apps is now actually done with machine learning and probably moving into AI. You can actually identify apps even as they morph over time. So if Zoom you know, moves from using TLS to using Quick, TLS over Quick as opposed to TLS over TCP, that means that you're still able to track these things even as they evolve, they're almost in real time. That is true. Because we have the app ID extended from Prisma Access, right? We are always had the intelligence of even dynamically changing application. As you mentioned, one of the apps could uh, go from non-encrypted to suddenly an encrypted behavior. So we have these app IDs, which is constantly being monitored, generated, tracked, with Prisma Access and now coming to SD-WAN. So for the overall SASE, you have the same app ID constructs. 
So at any point of time, your detection is always accurate and your treatment of the traffic is always according to the business policies. So if I am going with like a lease line and MPLS connection, or maybe even two of them or matching, you know, mixing and matching MPLS and broadband, and I get an SLA from my MPLS provider, shouldn't that be good enough? Aren't you just, you know, sort of shoving more into the pipe by doing all these measurements? The SLAs that's provided by MPLS used to work, but the reality is more and more businesses are either moving towards broadband or they are having broadband where they augment MPLS with, right? Mm -hmm. So the real challenge comes with these Mm. uh, publicly available internet connections where there is no control on SLAs. Now, how do you make it work for those links? At the same time, leverage your MPLS for whatever purpose, right? Active-active or active-passive. So it complements to the existing SLAs. And I guess that also comes down to that transition away from dedicated bandwidth from your telco to having just whatever bandwidth is available, whether it's 5G over, you know, direct internet over 5G, direct internet over broadband or direct internet over an MPLS tail, we're actually finding that all of them work. And generally, people don't choose the direct internet over, you know, some sort of fixed circuit because it takes too long. By the time it's deployed, you're already finished, you know, like the the broadband works fine. The secret here is knowing that it's not working fine. This is where SD-WAN revolutionized this bandwidth by saying, I can monitor that bandwidth and adapt. If my broadband connection is not enough, I can tell you that something's not right. Yes, absolutely. You can always tell how much bandwidth is available because we are also monitoring the capacity. With that visibility, you know which is the best performing or more available link. And on top of it, we add this app SLAs, which tell you, where the applications will perform better. I mean, sometimes Mm -hmm. the bandwidth might be better, right? But the application SLAs might be degraded because the app server through that particular link is not as Mm -hmm. great as expected. So by taking into all these considerations, we provide the resiliency. Not just that, you know, this also brings us to a good conversation into high availability. Most of these uh, businesses, they just don't have these multiple band carriers connected to the branch, but they also want that device level, you know, edge level resiliency. What we do with Prisma SD-WAN is we provide that high availability with two Prisma SD-WAN ION devices. But what we do differently is in case one of the device fails, we still preserve that 100% of capacity. You might ask me how, right? So this is this idea that you, let's say you've got 200 meg links, but one is you don't want to give them 200 meg and then it degrade to 100 meg. You want to say, I'd want them to have a consistent performance, but I want a load balance. So maybe I'm using 40% on this one, 60% on this one, but never more than 100%. So if one of them gets lost, I'm still inside. I'm still presenting the same SLA. Is that right? So what we do is Mm. if you look at the device connections, so one of the devices can get a broadband drop the other device can could uh, get a 5G or an MPLS drop. Yeah. So imagine in a typical situation, if one of the device fails, which means that you also lose that band connection, right? Mm-hmm. The broadband, yeah. which yeah. was still offering that one gig or 500 Mbps or whatever it is, now that's gone, right? You're just left with a, a meter link or an MPLS link with hardly 100 Mbps. So what we do, we always had this fail to wire capability. So the failed device can still forward traffic through that van carrier. So the business policies will still look into where the traffic is supposed to be routed. 
Now it will understand that, yes, this is supposed to go only on the broadband. Though the device has failed, we can still keep forwarding. So now you have that broadband or MPLS or 5G, all the connections running at the same capacity, even under a device failure situation. So you're saying that the, if I've got, I'm running essentially two SD-WAN gateways in an active-active configuration and one fails, it, can, it essentially fails open so I can still pass traffic through it? Absolutely. That's okay. right. And it's just sort of running with whatever the last policies it got were. Yeah, that's right. I think something else I wanted to, that, that came to mind when we were talking about, you know, MPLS and SLAs, MPLS, uh, SLAs are essentially a promise and promises can be broken. So, you know, maybe, uh, you know, at the end of the month that your provider will give you some credits or a nice apology letter or whatever. But in the meantime, that end user or end users had a bad experience if the SLA wasn't met. And the thing about SD-WAN is if that I'm seeing bad performance on one link, I can automatically switch traffic to a better link to make sure I'm preserving that performance uh, in the case of an SLA not being met, right? That is right. So one thing to remember here is it's just not the SLAs. It's just not the active-active solution. We also have all this visibility with ADEM, with the SD-WAN analytics. So we can exactly provide the end-to-end -end observability of what is happening, right? In terms of, hey, was there a degradation in terms of bandwidth? Is there a degradation of SLAs? But not just that, we can also do it in a very predictive and proactive manner. Assume that one of the brand sites are constantly running low on bandwidth or there is a higher demand on bandwidth due to the applications or the number of users who show up to the branch. So what we do is we provide that visibility saying that X number of branches or this particular branch is really struggling for bandwidth, it's time to upgrade. If you want to upgrade, what will be the best solution? We even provide guided recommendation for that. Same applies for SLAs as well. If a certain application continuously degrades for a user or a branch on a particular circuit, we provide the visibility. We provide recommendations on what needs to do, right? We will tell you this business policy is really not working for you. How about you go and redesign this business policy? So it's not just the automation under the hood, but also the proactive alerts and notifications that allows any IT administrator to go and take the measures way ahead before there is an outage or there is a lot of connectivity. And I can see that being particularly useful as, you know, uh, organizations seem like there's an effort to get folks back into the office at least some part of the day. So that means bandwidth usage could fluctuate throughout the week. And if you're not keeping an eye on it, uh, the days when more folks are in the office than not, they're going to have a bad performance uh, experience unless, you know, and, but you can get ahead of that by saying, you know, we're noticing bandwidth spikes on these days. Maybe you want to think about uh, upgrading that link. Yeah, uh, that's right. So with the hybrid work as a norm now nowadays, so IT admins really have the challenge of, determining how many folks are going to be at the office, what are the resource utilization, how much bandwidth is required. But with Prisma SD-WAN, you can get visibility into what is happening at the branch, right? You have this flexible connectivity, you have this app SLAs, and you also have end-to-end -end observability. Now, IT admins also need much more than this. They have one bandwidth pool. Now, with our flexible on-demand model, which is a licensing model we launched last year, what they can do is they can go and allocate the bandwidth requirements based on the volume or number of people who turn up in a branch office. It's really interesting that flexible licensing because 
you might have a situation where people are coming back to the office, but they're not coming back to the office. And then all of a sudden they stop coming into the office for three months, but then a new project kicks off. So people are coming back to the office. Why would you want to buy, you know, a gigabit of license and then suddenly find it's only used at one, you know, 200 megabits per second. Now you want to say, okay, well, I want to be able to move them around. That's a real feature compared to other vendors. They don't, they don't want to be flexible like this and, and sell less of anything. Yeah, that's really a differentiation for Prisma SD-WAN because now the allocation from a centralized pool doesn't just get automated. It also ends up the right way of allocation, right? As yeah. you said, yeah. you know, one branch doesn't see any traffic for months. So there's no point <laughs> in putting a one gig and then just locking it up there. Uh, yeah. Instead, that one gig can be utilized for an HQ or a distribution center where there is really. Or you can have a pop up. So you yeah. might want to pop up a store, or you want to go to a festival and put a a booth at a festival, and you want to give it. And you've got you know, or the idea of flexible working doesn't just mean people being flexible. It also means you might want to have a pop up branch. I've heard of uh, banking uh, institutions having pop up banks mm -hmm. inside of malls, and they pop in. They think this is going to be a good location for them. So they set up a branch on a trial basis. They don't negotiate an entire lease. They you know, come up with an arrangement for four weeks, 12 weeks or something, pop in. The Palo Alto SD-WAN lets them get going to put their stuff together. And if there's enough footfall traffic and they generate enough new business, then they set up a store. That's something you couldn't do before. Not easily anyway. Yeah, that's exactly what mm. we are talking about in the branch of the future. You know, mm. every single branch has evolved and the last two years has just accelerated that. The way businesses are conducted have drastically changed. I mean, the way I shop has changed, the way I order food has transformed uh, mm. and the way I bank, again, as you stated, right? There are just these pop-up branches, you know? Yeah, um, remember the old days when pizza was the only thing that got delivered after midnight? Right. It's pretty weird, isn't it? Yeah, right. right. You'd be working late and the only thing you could get was pizza. Was like, Correct. Those days so, are gone. So, much so every single branch has evolved regardless of the vertical. So this is what we call the branch of the future. And we have what it takes to deliver this branch of the future. No matter which vertical you are, what requirements you have, what kind of uh, users and applications that's in play. So we have what it takes to deliver that branch of the future. Okay, well, that does uh, bring us to the end of our time. Uh, Rajesh, thanks for being here, and thanks to Palo Alto Networks for being a sponsor. If folks want to get more information on, on SD-WAN, on SASE, on Prisma SD-WAN, everything that uh, Palo Alto Networks is doing, where should they go? Recently, we did a big event um, where we really talk about the branch of the future, how Prisma SD-WAN delivers on this flexibility and also the application performance that's really required for today's branches. Uh, please check out sdxcentral.com to learn more about this event and you can watch it on demand right now. All right, you can get that on-demand event at sdxcentral.com. We'll also have the link in the show notes that accompany this podcast. Again, Rajesh, good to speak with you. Thanks for being here. And thank you for being a listener. If you like this episode, you can find it and many more fine, free technical podcasts and our community blog. It's all at packetpushers.net. You can follow us online at Twitter. We're at packetpushers. You can find us on LinkedIn, hear us on Spotify, and rate us on Apple Podcasts. And last but not least, remember that too much networking would never be enough.